Hi, this is Esti Hershkowitz, Torah Guide in Israel, learning with you from Mizrahi's Daily Dose on the Daf. Today's Daf is Yoma Pei Aleph, page 81. We have a cameo appearance of Rabbi Yitzchak Magdala. His contributions to the Talmudic discussions are rare, and other than that he was a student of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi and one mentioned in Masachat Nida, this is the only time we hear of him. But as his name, Migdala, indicates he comes from a really interesting place, Migdal. Migdal, which means tower, is built on the slopes of a mountain that looms over the Kinneret, Sea of Galilee, a bit north of Tiberia. It could be Migdal Nunia, mentioned several times in the Gemara, as Nunia refers to fish. Josephus, the Jewish-turned-Roman historian, says the name at the time was Tarakea, meaning tower of salted fish. Excavations at Migdal found a fishing village with a quay, promenade, and a big pool, probably for the fish, and an industrial zone where they'd salt or dry the fish, proving that the Gemara's placement of the town was authentic. Also, mikvaot were found, unique because it was thought that at this time, especially at this location, the lake waters were used for ritual purification and there was no need for a mikvah. Until now, most thought-provoking is the synagogue. It has standard features from the Bayit Sheni and later Roman Byzantine times, like benches on three sides and mosaic floors with a geometric decor, but it was also unique in two ways. First, it had frescoes painted on the walls, which is quite rare. Second, and more shocking, is the shulchan, the tabletop in the center of the floor, sort of where Arbima is today. This rectangle stands on four stumps, and on one side there's an engraved menorah on a square pedestal, flanked by two handled jugs called amphora, all surrounded by decorative arches and designs like grain, rosettes, and oil lamps, all of which would have been found in the Beit HaMikdash. This menorah was carved at the time that the Beit HaMikdash was still standing. Whoever carved this table actually saw the menorah in the temple to know what it looked like. There were no pictures to snap, snap, and sketching material was hard to come by, so the artisan actually had to see it. That's pretty amazing. It's the earliest representation of the menorah in a shul. It does raise some questions, though. First, if the temple was still standing, why is there a need for a synagogue? We can say that the Beit Knesset has a different function. Back to the stone, it's slanted on the top like a raised desktop or a stender. We believe that it was meant for scrolls to be read on, possibly Kriyat Torah. However, there are no indications that it was on legs. There are traces of round elements on each edge, which may be the imprints of legs, either wood or stone, but then again, maybe not. Nothing was found. So the shul may have been used more for Kriyat Torah, but archaeologists are now debating whether the reading of the Torah was read from the table in a kneeling position. How can that be? Part of the second Debra commandment specifically says it can't be. The Evan Maskit Lotit Nuba Artsachem Lihishavot Aleha Ki Ani Hashem Alokechem. But this stone is not being used for idol worship. It's a table for the Torah. There are some examples of kneeling as we pray. Shlomo HaMelech, King Solomon, bows down during the temple's inauguration. Melachim Aleph, Kings 1, Chapter 8, says, Vayhi Kichlot. When he finished praying, he got up from his knees. But this is an example of prayer while kneeling. What about learning from the Torah scroll? In Nehemiah, Perakhet, chapter 8, Ezra opens the scroll before the nation. And everyone stood. And then bowed down to the ground before God. When Ezra was publicly teaching the Torah to the people, he bowed. So it does happen. But basically, we're left with questions about how this stone with the menorah carving was used. Still, it really is a cool find that led us to ask a bunch of cool questions. This stolen migdal also shows the strong connection Jews from all over had for the temple and for Jerusalem, which, of course, connects us today. To end, we have a play on words. Rabbi Yitzchak Magdala was quoted in a brighta in Elu Mitziot, the hook she'asuyin kemigdalin. If one found coins scattered, they belonged to the finder. If they were arranged in towers, they must be announced. The definition of a tower was three coins, one on top of the other. And who's the one who dictates this? The guy who comes from the city named Tower.
It's as if the Gemara is making a pun, and it definitely connects to our old new country. Enjoy the rest of the day.